Welcome to the Mompreneur Space Live Show Podcast, where our host, Kenneth Chu, interview inspiring moms from around the world so that you can learn how they overcome their challenges and struggles as mompreneurs. Today's guest is none other than Shelly Hunt, who is a global entrepreneur, business strategist, international motivational speaker, trauma expert, author of the Success is by Design series, TV executive producer, and the founder of Women of Global Change. In this episode, we will be talking about women do change the world. Shelly will be sharing on how she overcame her challenges and struggles. Without further ado, let's welcome Shelly. Hey, thank you. It's good to be here, Kenneth. Thank you very much for making time. Uh, and also thanks to the Daylight Saving and we are doing it now. But I guess it's good that, um, that we are doing it now. Uh, we, like before this, we had a warm up. We start to have a chat and and stuff like that. I think it's good to have a common ground. And really, thank you for making time. I know it's very very early over at your end. It's like is it six a.m.? Yes, it is very early. Wow. Here. I, yeah, and and really appreciate that because I know that you are normally not up that early, right? <laughs> okay. So thanks a lot. And before we start, right? Uh, in fact, there's a tradition. That every guest get to answer the question of the day posted by the previous guest before we can officially officially uh, start the show. So, are you ready to receive the question of the day posted by the previous guest? Sure, I have no idea what it is, but I guess I'm ready. <laughs> yes, yes, and 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 this is the, the this is the fun part. So, the question of the day is: What is the one thing we can do to get closer to our goals? Okay, so what is that one thing we can do? To get closer to our goal, so you have your answer with you. Sure. Can you share it with, with us? Absolutely. I think the one thing that you can do to get closer to your goal is one step every day. And I know this sounds funny, but it's kind of how do you eat an elephant, one bite at a time. And so it doesn't matter if you're working a job, you know, and you're wanting to transition to be an entrepreneur, but one little thing a day adds up. And so, you know, I think the two biggest things is always look exactly where you, where you want to end up. Don't be afraid to go bigger in your mind's eye. It doesn't hurt anything. And then the other thing is one little step, one little step towards that goal. Maybe it's the name of the company. Maybe it's what am I good at and what do I love doing? When we meet what we're good at and what we love doing, and we find that sweet spot for ourselves, we get infinite energy to complete tasks. So even if we're in the middle of a, a work job, and like I said, and we're going to transition. Um, so I think it's do one little thing a day. Wow. On your list. One little thing. And it really does add up. Yes, yes. Thank, thanks a lot, Shelly, for sharing that. And this is really... Something I, I, I realized that uh, whenever I work with moms who want to start business or moms already running business, they're always in the rush to do a lot of things, multitasking. But what you mentioned is really, really true because if you can get one little things done right, everything will just fall in place, right? And, and that, that is also, uh, that is a very, very good answer. And thank you for sharing that. And now we can officially start the show. So, uh, Shirley, um. As I know you through Women of Global Change, you are the founder of Women of Global Change. But uh, definitely, there's a lot of audience or, or uh, um, the listeners 
or those uh, in fact we have people that are tuning on live so for those are tuning on live with us do let us know in the chat where are you from where are you tuning in from and also maybe you can say hi to me and Shelly because uh, Shelly um, is it, it's very early for her and she really make the time so really thank her for that so you can let us know in the chat uh, where are you from maybe you can say a hi because uh, so that we will be able to do a shout out to you and before um, we, we go to the audience right Shelly can you do a short introduction of yourself especially for those who are seeing you for the first time uh, share with us where are you from and currently what are you doing and uh, what started uh, you in this entrepreneurial journey um, where am I from? I'm originally from the East Coast of the United States, and now I live on the West Coast uh, in Southern California. Um, how did I start? <laughs> what made me start? What made me start is I was a single mom from the time I got pregnant with my daughter uh, to now. And I decided that I wanted to control my own destiny, and I wanted to be able to control um, bigger money in my life and have more liberty in my life. Um, and I, I, that's really what it was. You know, I was working a corporate job and, uh, you know, I was, saw that there was only so much money I could make. And um, I was scared <laughs> to walk away because it was a normal paycheck. And so I had prepared myself to transition out of it and to, become an entrepreneur. And um, uh, like I said, I was a single mom, you know, uh, but I, and I had my biological daughter and I adopted two more. So I was like a single parent with both. Um, so I ended up with raising three kids, uh, you know, by myself. And people would say, how do you do that? You must be busy. You must be this. You must be that. Um, and so, you know, I just decided I wanted to be able to leave more of a legacy, not just of myself, but as a functioning and flourishing mom, because it's one thing to be a functioning mom, and, but it's another thing to be a flourishing mom. Um, and there's so many bonuses to that, but that's really what made me start is you know, I said, there's only so much I can earn and there's only so far I can go in this company. And I'd like to have more control over my destiny and my work times and the things that I'm doing. Um, and I think the other thing was, especially with the transition, and I know this probably isn't what you asked, but I'm going to throw it in here. Mm. As a mom, sometimes we feel really guilty, you know, um, going, uh, am I going to be spending less time with my kids? Am I going to like, I think that there's this exchange of there, there was this fallacy mm. that was on my plate and it was called, uh, I can't have a really successful family and a really successful yeah. business. You don't have the best of both worlds, right? Yeah. And I have to pick between one and I, I wanted to have both. Mm -mm. I said, you know, that there's, there's ways to have both and to, be okay with work and having a family um, and especially being single, you know, um, there's a lot of paradigms yeah. in the world. Right. And, and I believe uh, there's, there's a lot of little voices that are speaking to you that, oh, I can't do that. And no one has done it before and stuff like that. Right. So, well, there was, and, and I did look to other women that had done it. Mm -mm. 
successfully. And that's what I wanted because I had seen women that, you know, um, that maybe were married or, you know, or were with somebody or partner and um, they had had children together. And when they separated, they became really bitter. Mm -mm. They lived in this bitter space versus a creative space of this is my world and this is what I'm doing. And I also learned that going back to work and, and letting my kids see me be an entrepreneur taught them balance. Mm -mm. And, you know, um, and it's interesting because kids grow up and then you actually have, you know, your own platform to stand on. So when people say it's the empty nest, you're, you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're like in control of your own world. There's a lot of liberty that comes um, with being in your own business. Plus, the first business I started wasn't really successful. It was okay. But the next one I started because I had learned, mm. definitely became more successful and I had learned some balance. And I'll tell you, the hardest job is going to be being a mom. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed at one point when I had my daughter and I was by myself and I was waking up in the middle of the night, you know, like every couple hours you wake up. Well, I didn't have another parent to depend on. Mm. And and I remember waking up thinking to myself, this is the hardest job I've ever had. <laughs> so just know you're being groomed, okay? They say being an entrepreneur is hard and people say all this. That is nothing compared to trying to be a single parent. Just know as a single parent, you've been, you know, prepared mm. for success yep. as an entrepreneur. You, you'll work harder as a single parent than you ever will as an entrepreneur i promise <laughs> and I, I and i and i hear you um especially as a single parent and running a business and having three kids juggling with three kids and i believe like like you mentioned being a mom is already a, a, a very challenging job right and handling three kids is like handling three different businesses and for you, you are also running your own business. And, and like you mentioned, this is the toughest job. But you are, instead of having one, because there's a, there are moms who have one child and they felt that they are going berserk. But for you, you have three kids with and a business and a, a, a huge community that you are taking care of. So this is where I think later we can dive a bit deeper in that. But before that, I want to go back to where you started because I remember that you, you mentioned in your corporate job, you were doing something like sales? Were you in sales? I was. I was doing sales and I was also um, teaching and doing a bunch of different things um, uh, in as far as leadership and doing leadership trainings and things like that. Um, I also did a lot of odd jobs. Hmm. Like? Yeah. Oh, Can yeah. You <laughs> oh, yeah. I worked in a factory at one time. Um, stuffing feather blankets, you know. Like, Were you a mom already at, at that point of time? I was just, yeah, I was just becoming a mom, mm. yes. And then I transitioned into corporate America. Oh. Um, but yeah, no, I had a bunch of odd jobs. And, <laughs> and how did you go from odd jobs to corporate America? Um, I found what I was good at, and what I was good at was people. Mm. And so you know, if you identify what you're good at and then you identify what you love, 
And, you know, sometimes I'll tell people, make a list. What are the things that I love? And I'm, you know, and they go, what? Okay, let me think about that, right? And it's funny because we could think about the things we don't love mm. in our souls. Like yeah, right. Absolutely but, right. Right? So think about the things that you love and outside of the box. So it's not just, you know, you, you see with these blinders on, well, I just love this in this industry. You say, well, what do I love? And you make a list. I love gardening. Okay. I do. Mm -mm. Uh, what else do I love? I love people. What else do I love? I love children. What else do I love? I love education. What else do I love? Right. And I just make this list. Mm. I love decorating. What else do you love? And I'll tell people carry around a little tablet or something or your mm. phone, or whatever. No book. <laughs> sit there for like three days and allow it to be in your head and just keep writing it down. What do I love? I mm. love doing this. I love doing that. Well, I love doing this. Then sit down after you've done that for about three days because your list, what will happen is your mind will stop yep. and your mind will get going again, right? If you keep playing this game with yourself, yep. then all of a sudden more, your mind- More and more things is, is flowing out, right? Exactly. It's like opening a, a faucet. Yeah. <laughs> Right. At first, it comes out a little slow, and then it just starts coming. Yeah, and and that that is how I felt whenever I talk to you, because whenever right? I, I speak to you and we talk about something, you just say something. It just open up my valve, and it just and, and everything just blow out by itself. So you know, allowing yourself that space, mm. and then the other thing is, after you've done that, write down what am I good at. Mm. Okay, so here's your second list. What am I good at? And I go, well, you know, I'm good at events. What am I good at? I'm good at people. What am I good at? I'm good at being creative. What am I good at? I'm good as a visionary. What am I good at? Um, I'm good at organizing my home. What am I good, right? Like same thing, just like you just did with mm. what do I love, okay? Then take a look at both those lists. And what you will find is a sweet spot for yourself. When you know yourself and you know the lane that you live in, you, you, don't, you realize you don't have to know it all, yeah. right? So as an entrepreneur, or especially as a starting as an entrepreneur, and we wonder, oh, I gotta know this, I gotta know this, I gotta know this, I gotta know this. Well, if you know what you're good at, <laughs> it, you're gonna just cut time down for yourself yeah. and, and, and cut the path you know, of least resistance to success. Mm. And so I looked at it and I went, okay, what am I good at? Um, I'm good at people. You know, sometimes people are really not good at people and there's nothing wrong with that. They're good at numbers. Yep. Just, you know, don't give me people, give me systems. Yep. I love those people because that's not me, right? And so I'm not gonna play in that lane or I'm not the IT person. Now I'm the marketing person, I know people, okay? So, you know, what is it that is your sweet spot? Mm. That's, that's where you wanna land, that's where you wanna play, that's where you wanna build or start to envision everything around you as you start on this entrepreneur journey. And so that was one of the things that I did is, you know, at first I didn't do it that way, okay? At first I thought, <laughs> I needed to learn all this and I needed, you know, and entrepreneurs, 
men and women have a tendency as a new entrepreneur to think they need to do everything yeah. and they need to know everything. And you know, I'm going to save money because I'm going to design my own website, right? I'm the worst for that in the world, okay? <laughs> my, my website was down, I didn't even know it, okay? I am not the IT person. Now I have IT people in place that I get to talk to now, yeah. but that's beside the point. But literally I'm not the IT person, so I'm not going to spend my time doing that. Yeah, you're right. Okay, because that's not value of my time and my sweet spot. And when I'm in my sweet spot, I have endless energy. It's a renewable source. It, I'm not going to get like, <laughs> you know. if you want me to design a website, watch me. I'll just be like this and I'll just start You'll melting. You'll be staring blank, right? <laughs> I'm never melting. It's like, this is not my gig, right? And so knowing that is, is a real key for you to start. Um, you know, Women of Global Change started because uh, I had my daughter and I ended up in a village. I was working uh, in um, Fiji, actually. And uh, I had been brought into Fiji and I brought my film crew in there and we were doing some work. And I said, I wanna get out of the hotel. I wanna see how everybody lives. And I'll never forget, I went into this village and nobody, Nobody wanted to take me there. The driver's like, and I go, no, you're going to take me. And so he took me to this village and I, I got out of the cab and my assistant was like, what are you doing? Because there's like, you know, um, you know, it was a little village and you could see that there was an outdoor area that was covered in um, netting, like mosquito netting. And that's where the children slept. That's what I later discovered. Um, as they, and they lived communally. They were growing ground food um, to survive. There was very little business monetary exchange. However, they negotiated with each other when they were growing ground food, okay? And, and I know we were talking about this before we came on here, and that is they had some knowledge of exchange and negotiation. And so even with how they lived, there was some foundation of exchange and, and knowledge. And so anyways, I, as these children came out and I'm sitting in this village, I'll never forget it. My mom was in the United States with my daughter. And I remember her calling me going, how's it going? And I'm in the middle of this village and I just started to tear up. And I said, hmm. This is my responsibility. I said, there's not enough I could do. Oh my gosh. And I was like in tears um, till I started to realize that no matter how they were living, there was knowledge and it was bringing it out into a monetary exchange out in the world. But I just knew at that moment in time that the people, my journey, because I literally grew up under a house in Boston, Massachusetts with one pair of shoes at a time. And so when people look at me and they say, well, what do you, you know, how do you understand what we're going through? You're successful. You have money now. You have this, you have that. Notice I said now, okay. People don't always look back to see where you've been. But if I look at it, I go, 
wow, it's been a heck of a journey. And every part of it was a refinement. And if I, if I think of it that way, then there is no mistakes. It's just all, it's, I'm either winning or I'm learning. I never look at it like I'm, it's good or bad, right? You know, or it's right or wrong or, oh my gosh, I messed up over here. And let me tell you, there's times you mess up. And if we didn't mess up or we didn't have things that happened to us, we wouldn't learn yep. as much. And so anyways, I just felt when, and when I was in that village, getting back to the village, I'm sorry, I know I'm going off. No, no worries. I, I think it's good to understand a bit more about you and, and what you're going through also. You know, and so I want people to know that, you know, um, that look to other women. But when, when I was in that village, all I know is I knew I had some really great mentors. I had some really great networks that I had developed over time. And I said, wow, if, if I can bring this awareness, um, you know, to others that are in industry, this is how we change the world. Yeah. And, and that is, is yes. And that, that is where it, it brings us back to the topic of the day together with you is women do change the world. It is, it's like really women do change the world because from your story itself, uh, it just demonstrated that you are also, and that's, that's where you, you founded Women of Global Change. And, and I remember that you mentioned that when you first started, it was not just you, right? There was a few people that was uh, like co-founding this uh, Women of Global Change with you. Absolutely. Uh, it was men and women. And it was really important that I felt that men were incorporated. Um, and especially because here we are as women, we are half of the population of the face of this planet. And we need the other half as we work in unison. And I always saw it as um, making a difference in the future because every time we go to it's us against them, we're causing a divide mm. and truly, you know, it, it takes an incredible man to support strong women and to support women in stepping out on their own. And it makes a heck of a difference. We, we need all of us mm. to make a difference on the face of this planet. And so, yes, you know, and we have gentlemen like Clinton Swain and we have some some other gentlemen that are just, you know, they're, they're part of our ambassador team and they're part of our international team and they support women and they see the value. You mm. know, um, we as a planet, I believe, um, every time we reach out to another woman and we teach another woman in business or we teach another woman how to come up in the world uh, and we reach out to each other, we're making a difference on the face of the planet bigger than we know. Mm. Like I said, we have half, half the planet. Yeah. That's us. <laughs> you know, and, and we run over 80% of the money. So and what do I mean by that? You go, well, you know, women aren't entrepreneurs, you know, 70 plus percent of the, I think it's like 73% of the planet that live in poverty are women and children. Mm. Um, so, well, then how does 80% of the planet get run, you know, women, you know, maneuver the money because we're the buyers. Yep. 
We are the buyers or we're the exchangers. If I go all the way back to the Fiji village, they knew negotiation, even though they didn't understand monetary exchange because they were just exchanging goods. And, you know, I see it in Africa. I see it all over the world um, that every time we empower another woman, she educates another woman. It's proven mm. that, you know, those stats are proven that women that, that start to come into their own companies bring in other women. Yep. And for me, it was a major deal because having children and being single, I was an example for my kids of what is healthy, what is mm. balanced. You know, I, I didn't want to choose either or have a career or be a mom. I was like, I want both. I want to be able to expand out into the world as myself and as a mom, you know? And in the beginning, I felt guilty. Mm. Why is that? Why is that so? Or I did because I was like, you know, uh, the kids, you know, did, I'm not here every minute. Oh my gosh. Blah, 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 you know, da, 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 da. And I, I, the, the, what played in my head. Yeah, the, the voices, yeah. the little voices. Oh, yeah, you know, or what played from other people. Mm. You should be married. You should have a partner. Yeah, the I'm society, so right? I'm so sorry. What are you sorry for? Yeah. You know, this, this was my choice. Not like I chose to get pregnant with mm. my daughter time I didn't um but I was so it was it yeah, it's, was. A, it's a decision and and I guess you, you pointed out something that a majority of the people especially moms they are very carried uh, away with people how people think of them how people judge them how people talk about them like like you mentioned like you are a single parent so you, you make that decision there's consequences you accept it you'll be accountable for it and you can manage that and furthermore you have three kids and you run and business I laugh, about I laugh about it because here's my mug right yeah like, <laughs> i'm a mom what's your superpower yeah i like that <laughs> one of the things that i really came to realize is as a mom well first as a woman we mm. naturally are natural entrepreneurs we multitask and I love men, please hear I yeah. do. Yeah, I know but that. We <laughs> well, we, I do, but we multitask because our brain is wired yeah. different. And, you know, um, one of the things, it, you know, a mom can come in and the, uh, one of my kids would go, where are my shoes? Yeah. And I go, it's on the steps, the third rung up to the right. <laughs> you can be They're, so exact, right? Go get your shoes, <laughs> right? And what I realized is because we don't miss much mm. and, and because we do multitask and think about it, even in the morning as a woman, they say a woman thinks, I don't know how many, it's like over 10,000 thoughts mm. by 10 in the morning um, than a man thinks. Yep, yep. A man will go from A to B. This is what I'm doing today, right? That's how his brain is wired. A woman will go, okay, well, what am I going to cook for breakfast? What are they going to wear? Oh, your <laughs> shoes are on the third rung of the stairs. And, oh, I got to do this. And then I got to do my errands. And then I got to, it's how our mind yeah. works. And, and in fact, I, I, I watched uh, this documentary about this neuroscientist. 
you talk about women's mind is like a web like like even it's like a spider web it's all entangled it could be like lunch is here uh the car is here it's all all linked together but men is like men's mind work like boxes yeah very department yeah yeah very direct and we can go all over the place which once i realized that and i realized that that was one of the keys to success that i was starting to apply um uh to my business and starting my business it really kind of gave me a little relief Mm. in some ways because men definitely see things linear Mm. but we see things wide view yeah and so you know when i said we have to acknowledge like our gifts and our talents because that's part of our confidence as women Mm. to be able to step out into the world yeah and Um, and this is also something that i want to ask you is that uh what do you think is lacking in making change because a lot of women want to make change but what is lacking in in them i think you pointed out something which is the gifts right yeah and i think that um what is lacking is the confidence Mm. and how do you get confident how you get confidence is by knowing what you're good at Mm. knowing what you love yeah going back to the sweet spot right (laughs) starting to ride in your sweet spot and every day when i talked about that question from the last person and i said little by little every Mm. day take a bite of that elephant even if you're working a job you know um you know and i always tell people you know just don't dive off like a lemming okay you know lemmings just run Mm. and just go right (laughs) no no real thought yeah let's go ahead yeah right so you don't want to just go if if it's about putting food on the table for your children you don't want to let go of the one job you have you want to transition yourself Mm -mm. but there's confidence even if it's every day after work and i did this Every day when I was working this other job, every day I would come in and I would do at least one thing. Let me look at where's my sweet spot. Let me look at, well, what does this company stand for? What would I call this company? Let me dream in my own mind. If it was so big, what would I do? Mm. You know, um, and, and literally that confidence comes every time I take a bite. Because every time I take a bite out of that elephant, even if it's after work, there is something that fans the flame of fire inside me. Mm. Of because you know, and, and it's funny because people go, well, you know, freedom is having money. Mm. Freedom is having my own company. This is freedom, right? And then people go, oh, it's the worst. You know, it's the hardest thing to be an entrepreneur mm. and hear these horror stories okay (laughs) this should be joyful this doesn't have to be painful okay suffering is by choice yeah yeah (laughs) we are right you're absolutely right i know one force you to do that you are the one who make that decision right exactly but every time i recognize my talents every time i recognize wow I just did 25 things in 10 minutes in my head. I just figured out the kids' schedule, how I'm taking them there, how I'm doing that. Da, 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 da. Every time I recognize 
those gifts and talents and I'm not just taking them for granted and kind of pushing them to the side. Every time I come home from my job and I'm planning my new company, then I'm gaining confidence. I'm gaining ground. Now, even if you make a mistake, and we, we were talking about this before, right? Yeah. I'm either winning or I'm learning. Mm. There is no mistakes. And sometimes there's no women, losing, right? <laughs> yeah, there's no losing. As women, we can get really hard on ourselves. Yeah, you're and right. Sometimes we're harder on ourselves than we are on others a lot of times. And, and that goes with our thought process too, because we can definitely tell you what didn't work. Yeah. But it's also acknowledging, well, what did work? Mm. And, and I, I, I think you, you nailed it on the part where women tends to be very hard on themselves. They always beat themselves up. For like example, you were saying that, oh, I'm doing 29 things. I'm getting 29 things sorted out. But there will be women or anyone that will be thinking, oh, 29 is not productive. It's not enough. I should go for 50. This is not my utmost potential. But, but if you look back, right, who is pushing them? Why are you pushing for 50? When 29 is already a good, I would say, a, a, a good score, a good way to start off with. And like you mentioned, little by little, tomorrow I will do 30. I will do one more. Right. And, and really paying attention to that self-talk, you know, and, and the people around you. Yeah, influence. I mean, sometimes it's family and that makes it harder, right? Sometimes it's family looking at you going, uh, you have a secure job over there. Why would you leave that job? Yeah, I always get that. <laughs> three children to feed. Why would you do that? Yeah. Um, or, you know, you should just get married. <laughs> like, what's wrong with you? Like, that's what gets communicated. Mm. And it's what's right for you as a woman, as a person, as a human being what's right for you. Um, I remember I did a talk show. My daughter was about three and I was a single mom. She's 24 now. And I was a single mom and I went, they flew me into New York to be on this talk show and, you know, did the, the whole limo, the whole thing. And here's my daughter. She's like three years old backstage, you know, with the, with the security and all this stuff. And they were, it was a show regarding being a single mom. And I can remember them asking me, you know, well, don't you think you should get married? And I was like, I don't, I haven't met the right person that I want to marry, but I don't want to miss being a mom. Mm. I don't want to miss being a parent. So I think I'm going to adopt a few more. And they were like, what, <laughs> what? And especially at that time. Yeah. Um, and I kind of got attacked for it at that time. Uh, you know, and this is 20 four, 25, well, no, about 20 years ago, because mm. she was like four. Um, it's not that long ago. And as women, we have come so far, yeah. but we have so much further to go. And I can remember them saying to me, well, you know, what inspires you? And I said, you know, I look to other women that have done it. I do. And I said, even when I was pregnant with my daughter, because I was a single mom being pregnant, even, mm. you know, um, and literally, I can remember sitting there looking at other women going, 
she's pregnant or she has a child, she survived, I will too. Because I was entering a period of my life I had no idea. I had never been pregnant before. I had never had a child before. It's the same thing with starting a business. Yep. It is something brand new. You have no you idea. Have no idea. So I started to look at other women that had survived. Then I took it a step further and I went, okay, so then I had my daughter. I was like, okay, I got through that. Okay. Well, obviously other people have gotten through it because humanity is here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, human beings are on the face of the planet. There's a lot more people that survived motherhood, <laughs> you know? Um, but then I took it a step further and went, okay, I survived. Now, how do I thrive? Mm. And I didn't want to just survive. I wanted to thrive personally in my own life, but I also wanted to thrive because I knew it's part of a legacy. Our children are part of our legacy. Yeah. And I think, you know, um, I guess sharing wholeness mm. of balance and not having to be perfect and being human and, and our children seeing that and learning um, from us is the best legacy that we can leave on the face of the planet. Yeah, I, I, I like that. that. Yeah, it, it's very, very true, I think. But one thing I'm curious is that what makes you think that you want to look, you, you want to look for people who has been there, done that? Who, who planted that thought in you? Was it from your upbringing, your parents, or, or someone else? Because that, um, that kept me curious. Because from uh, at a very young age, you tend to be, you have this self-awareness that you know what you want to do and you can even go towards that, uh, what you are good at and what you love. How do you get all these things into your head as a young woman back then? Um, I, well, you know, I had some influences in my life. Um, you know, my mom was a single mom. Mm. So, that, so she's that, a she's a living testimonial. Yes, she she really was. Um, and she did a little different. Like she was definitely, I'm gonna burn my bra, you know, <laughs> era in America. Um, you know, she wanted to, she literally entered into a man's realm in the mm. workforce. Uh, you know, and took on, she, I mean, she, she, I guess she took on a more masculine role mm. to the times. Yeah. Um, and I know for me, I, I wanted to have both. I was like, I really want to be a feminine leader. Mm. I want to be a woman. I don't want to have to be a hard butt. And I won't say the A word. <laughs> you know, I, I, you know Is and it I wanted, because of her that's why? Because she's on the masculine and, and you you kind of like balance it with the feminine because you have seen enough of masculine. Say, hey, I need the, the, the other side of it. Is, is that is that so? Well, it I be? think generationally, that's what it was. And especially because at that time, women were just coming into more uh, into the workforce here and here. Mm. Um, you know, but I, I still see it all around the world. I see very male dominated and remember i'm not anti-men yep. i love men right <laughs> and we need to work together because that's how we change the world mm -hmm. um, but i do see a very male run 
uh, society all around the world, yep. you know, and it has brought in systems and that's great. Remember, that's how their minds work. Mm -mm. Okay? And so there are certain systems for society all around the world, yep. you know, Hey, I'm better than others, whatever. We're not going to get into picking that apart, but it has been set up now where the entire planet is at and everything that is going on, it is time for women to step up and lead. Yep. And you start to balance it because, you know, I, I always say it, but I think it's so true. You know, women go, you know, or, or people sometimes look at women can be considered weak or emotional or other things. And the truth is that's fire in our belly. And don't discount your fire as a woman, because I'll tell you what, there is nothing more um, stronger, I'm trying to pick my words right here, of strength than a woman who's standing in front of her child. It is like a female lion on the front lines. Mm. You do not want to mess with her. This is where we hear of the woman picked up a car. The child was trapped under a car. There's no way this woman could have picked up the car. How did she pick up the car? Um, you know, we, as, as women, we have a strength and innate mm. ability inside us uh, or the, you know, it's survival of the species, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, literally our minds work different. I think it's like seven degrees before we burn physically. Mm. There's all of these assets that we have as women, um, you know, and yet we have this heart of humanity. Mm. If, and I always said it, if everybody looked at each other with the eyes of a mother looking at another mother, we'd never have, we wouldn't go to war yep. and we would still, we would still disagree but we wouldn't go to war. Yeah. And I got really clear on this because there is this innate understanding. Yeah. It's and inbuilt, so I, right? It's inbuilt in women, especially mothers, to have that maternal, the love, the compassion, empathy. I think this is what the world needs now. And that's where we are seeing more and more female leaders, female CEO, um, even uh leaders like Jacinta Ardern leading the country and all that stuff. We are seeing more and more female leaders stepping out, like even, even leaders like you. And it's interesting because, you know, if you looked back like even 15 years ago, a lot of the media, even worldwide and, and just kind of the, the, the overview of things was women were each other's competition. Mm. And you know, we were kind of pitted against each other. We didn't start out that way. If you go back hundreds of years, we didn't start out that way. We would be like, oh, we're all raising the village. Yep, right? yep. And then, you know, you kind of fast forward a couple hundred years and the next thing you know, we're kind of pitted against each other. You know, even with the slang sayings, oh, there's only a few good men in the world. You better find one. And I'd say, you know what? There's only a few good women and they're looking for us. <laughs> okay, so... It's that kind of thinking mm. of, wait a minute, you know, where, where are we giving each other a reputation to live up to as women and as individuals? And, you know, I, I know I'm kind of going through the ride here, but all of this is what, as women, when we start to acknowledge where we're winning or mm. what we're 
good at. Or every day we take one bite of that elephant. That is how we as women gain confidence. You know, um, men have kind of been raised that way. They have no problem going, I just won. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> and women were kind of like, did I win? I hope I won. I hope they're not going to get upset. Mm. I hope that they're right. So it's really listening to the paradigms in your head too, you know, and um, I know Bob Proctor and others that I was raised with mm. have taught me about this. Um, but, you know, it's one thing to know it. It's another thing to practice yeah, it. And to do it, right? And, you know, yeah. And so, you know, I mean, I had my mom around me and I saw, you know, her struggling with three jobs. And then I saw her start to step out into business, you know, never fully into the entrepreneur mode mm. uh, where I went, um, you know, and so where are you going and, and who's around you, you know, um, and, and how are they supporting you? And if they're not, that's okay. And sometimes it's family that looks at us, you know, and tells you, you should be married. <laughs> you should da, da 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 you know? And so what is right for you as a human being and as a person? And, um, you know, I just, I love women becoming entrepreneurs because our minds are made for it. Yeah. Oh, a woman, she had five children and she said, I don't know, I got so many kids. Blah, blah, blah. Yes. And I looked at you make 50,000 decisions by nine in the morning. Yeah, I remember that because one of the chapter presidents, she has five kids, right? I remember in the meeting. And you were saying that like you have fantastic management skills, managing That's five exactly children. Right. You are like probably one of the best for time management I've probably ever met. Yeah. You know? I mean, you're like, okay, this kid has to go over here. You, you got to catch the boss. You're going over here. You got to da, 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 da. You need to walk over there. Like there, it's incredible. And it's really being able to step back off of like our little daily mm. um, to do's. And sometimes that can be the hardest thing because we are, we just get into our habits as yeah. human beings. And the next thing you know, it's like, okay, I got to make, I got to make you breakfast. I got to get you dressed. Here's your stuff. You get distracted, right? Right. And we become, this is what our routine becomes. Mm. And so, you know, one of the things also as women is we're really good at routine for other people. Mm. Always and caring for other people, except themselves. Right. And, you know, if I'm not whole, and one of the biggest things that I learned as an entrepreneur and as a mom, if I'm not whole and I'm not serving me, how can I serve my kids? Yep. Yeah, absolutely and right. I'm just doing, but I'm not as grounded. I'm not enjoying the processes much. Yeah, you're burning out. Yeah. Yeah. And this is something that I... I always share with a lot of mothers that I mentor and coach is that um, you have to take care of yourself. I always use this analogy of a, uh, like you're on the airplane, right? When there's an emergency, yep. the oxygen mask drop. They always say that yep, you have yeah. to put it on to yourself first before attending to your, your kids. But a lot of mothers out there, they are just attending to their kids, making their kids survive. And next moment, they, they are, how would you expect a kid to save you? 
you are such an adult, a bigger size person, how can they save you? And how would they know that this oxygen mask is, what is it for, right? So that's why I always use this analogy to share with them that it, it makes total sense and they realize that they need, need to save themselves first because they are the captain of the ship. If they are down, the whole crew will just go all the way down. And this that's is what right. I always share that. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And, I, you know, I've heard that story. I love that. <laughs> you put your own oxygen mask on first. Yep. Um, you know, and sometimes it's, you know, like I said, we get into this habit of, you know, get up and make their lunches and do this and do that. And we get on that. I get that there's some of that that goes on, yep. you know, because we do have things to do every day with, you know, um, our kids. But what kind of example first off are we setting for them this is our legacy yeah but i think this is also one part when you talk about what are what example are we setting what kind of role model are we setting this is something that a lot of time parents especially mothers they, they, they i do not know whether are they aware that whatever they are doing their kids are duplicating they're following uh-huh. right automatically Okay, here's a really good thing to do, and this is hysterical. Okay, <laughs> I've done with my kids. From time to time, I would say, "Okay, I'm gonna do you for two minutes, and then I want you to do me." And what I meant by that is, I'm gonna act like them, Mm-mm. and then I ask them to act like me, and I sit back. And the hardest part is not to correct them. Mm but just to hear what they say. You know, one time I I had my daughter do it and it was when I first became an entrepreneur and she was like, I'm a juggling clown. I'm a juggling clown. And I was like, huh. Interesting. That's what she's seeing right Mm -hmm. now is I'm like, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Right? I like it, that. Yeah, well, it was really honest. And other times, you know, and I've had friends try this with their kids, and it's it's really hard sometimes not to go, I'm really not like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you're seeing through their eyes. Yeah, their lenses, right? You really are. Oh, I'm busy. I can't talk to you right now or I'm this, or I'm that, or I want to make cookies. Like they literally will imitate you mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. just listen to it and don't correct them. That's just a very go, good exercise. Oh, that's how I'm being. And I would do it from time to time. And sometimes <laughs> it was really funny. I have to tell you, you know, where I went, oh, that's how I'm showing up through their eyes. Um, and it was a good way for me to check in on where I was at, you know, I think one of the, the God-given gifts um, to me was my daughter. Mm-hmm. I never would have ever wanted to have missed being a parent. There is, this is like out of, you know, life's benchmarks. This is a life benchmark. This is a, it should be a joy and honor, a, a privilege, you know, to be able to do this, not um this just drawn out tiring task Mm. you know and 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 i think it's how we approach it you know um i remember another time where my daughter said to me mom will you will you have a tea party with me yeah cheyenne i'm busy 
Okay, I got to do these three calls and this paperwork and then I'll be with you. And then I did my three calls and I did my paperwork and I sat down and I'll never forget, she was little, maybe five or six, right? And I'm sitting there and I'm on the floor and she's on the floor and she's got the tea stuff set out. And, you know, she's like all ready for her little tea party. She's even got cookies and everything. And she's sitting there with her tea and she's like, okay. And I'm sitting there and I'm sipping my tea and she goes, mom, be with me. Mm. Presence. I was like, I'm right here. She's like, mom, be with me. Well, no, because how does my mind work, right? My mind is doing all of these, like- The business work. Whatever of what I need to do, what I haven't finished, that the house needs to be cleaned, mm -hmm. whatever needs to be done, right? And I'm missing the moment. Yeah, you're right. And it's not just the moment with my child, it's the moment in my life. Mm, being 100% present for them, right? And Yes. And so she kept going, be with me. I was like, I'm here. I'm here. And but your soul is not there. <laughs> what I realized is I wasn't. Mm. And then what I realized is, as I had the, you know, all the kids and they were younger, I went, wow, I only have one eight over here with mm. this one. I only have one seven. The realization, right? I only have one ten. And you know, it goes by fast. You know, now I wasn't a baby person. So when I had my baby, I was like, I don't even know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> was like, it was like startup entrepreneurial, right? I was like, I don't know. I, you know, I was like, I called my girlfriend. I said, I gave her her first bath. I don't know if I did it right. She was like, Ish, did you drown her? I go, no. <laughs> Is she clean? I think so. Well, then you did an okay job. You're good. Yeah, yeah. You, know? you don't have to demand too much of yourself right and, and and at the same time when i look at the time wow time really really flies and really love to have uh have you uh to share more uh i guess there's a lot of things that we, we um that i pick personally pick up from from you is to that is that how can women change the world is first to really find uh what they love and what they're good at and find that in between which is um which is the sweet spot and one you have you found a sweet spot is to work towards that and um, little by little step by step little step by step and you'll be able to slowly gain that confidence because a lot of time i see a lot of moms they jump into business straight away and they give up their job uh, their full-time job and they jump in straight away and they got burned badly and there's no other way out really yeah so so that that that's what uh, I, i've learned from you and there's a lot of things that like uh, the mindset uh, winning or learning this is another thing that i picked it up which is very very good and there's so much things that um i'm picking from you and especially the audience who are listening the mompreneurs the moms who are thinking of starting business i think everything else is never whenever whenever i talk to any mothers to, about business right it's never about the business yet it's always about what you want what you are passionate about and why are you doing what you're doing so, so basically it kind of sum up because if you do not know what you're doing, you don't have that confidence or con that conviction to tell people, hey, I know what I'm doing. And whenever that, uh, whenever there's people, uh, people start questioning us, like why you're doing this? And we've, we do not know what we are good at and what, um, what we are, what we love. It's very hard to, um, go, uh, 
very hard to get back to them on that. Like how how can we stop them from saying all that? We are not confident because we don't have that conviction. We do not know exactly where we want to go. And and really thanks uh Shelly for sharing all that. Uh and what would what would you say that is the biggest challenge for you as a mom to know yourself? Um, I would say the biggest challenge was um putting myself first. Mm. My wholeness first. Um and, and, you know, and not feeling guilty for doing it. And um being that example of balance and um, enjoying the journey. And so I think that was it. And, you know, it goes back to not being so hard on myself. Mm. I think this is, this is the key thing is, uh, this is also what I see a lot of mothers, uh, especially women, they are very hard on themselves, especially for those who are much educated because there's always a standard that the society wants and they always put that standard on them. And they're always beating themselves up, being hard on themselves. And, and whenever I ask, who are you showing this for? Who are you doing this for? Who are you justifying this for? And when they realize that it's me, it always goes back to them. It always goes back to you. And, you know, if you look at other examples, and I said that before, you know, look at other women that have done it and look at other successful women that have done it. Um, because you want to be able to learn from their wins and their mistakes. But one of the other things is you'll start to have some relatability. So, you know, for example, if, if you really want to be able to, uh, you know, go, wait a minute, there's another woman that had children and she survived. There's a woman that started a business because in your head, just know there are women that have less education than you that have had great success, millions of dollars. There are women that have had, you know, that were taller, shorter, wider, skinnier. Uh, You know, they have money. They don't have money. Uh, There are women that are completely illiterate that have done successful businesses. And so find someone who has mastered it that as a woman you relate to. And you look at it and go, I relate to her. You know, and women have this little bluebird on their shoulder. That's their intuitiveness. Mm. Don't discount that. Many times I make intuitive decisions. Then my head will analyze things, right? (laughs) I allow my intuitive decision to lead me, you know, and, and you don't have to know it all. You don't have to have it all out and don't what notice what do you have in your mind that you may be made up of what you need for you to get moving? Wow. That, that is golden. And, and this is great advice for those who are still sitting on the fence, whether they should start business or not, is to really get it out from, uh, of themselves. They don't have to figure it out immediately. They will just figure it out along the way, right? So thanks a lot, Charlie. Um, and maybe for the audience, how can they get connected with you to find out more or maybe connect with you? Uh, they can go to the Women of Global Change. Uh, they can also find me on social media under Shelly Hunt, S-H-E-L-L-I-E-H-U-N-T. So I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on social media, I'm, I'm all over the place, you know. Um, but I thank you, Kenneth, because I am so excited every time another woman steps into being an entrepreneur and leans out 
we are making a wave of yeah. positive progress and the world is waiting for women leaders right now. And honestly, you have nothing to lose. Yep. Everything you have everything to gain. Yeah, because like, like what you mentioned, the majority of the population made up of, of women. And if let's say we can help more women to, to, to thrive, to have success, to have abundance, to be happy, I think it makes the world even a better place to stay in because of love, compassion, and empathy. So thanks a lot, Shelly, for sharing. And for those who are who want to get connected with Shelly, I'll be dropping all her connection, uh, how to connect with her in the description so you guys can check it out. And last but not least, um, Shelly, now it's your turn for you to post the question of the day out to the audience and also to the next guest. So what would your question of the day be? Many people have a fear of success. Mm. What do you feel as an individual would be the cost that you would have to pay for success? Mm. Okay, so let, let's sum it up. So uh, what do you think is the cost of success? For you to have big success, what do you feel is the cost you would have to pay? Okay, can you speak slower on that so I can write it down? <laughs> so... In regards to success, to having big success, mm. yeah, yeah. let's put it this way. If you were to have big success, mm. what do you feel would be the cost you would have to pay? If you were to have big success, what would you? Cost. What is the cost? What is the cost? You feel that you would have to pay. You feel you would have pay. to pay. Yeah. Okay, so let me repeat the question of the day. It's a bit long. So if you were to have big success, what is the cost you feel you would have to pay? Correct. Right? So I repeat again, the question of the day posted by Shelley is if you were to have big success, what is the cost you feel you would have to pay? So this question of the day goes out to the audience and also to the next guest. So next guest, get ready to answer this question of the day, which is really, really awesome. So last but not least, uh, Shirley, what is your last advice for mothers who are sitting on the fence thinking, should I start a business or should I not? So what would be your last advice, Shirley? You are a natural entrepreneur. Wow. Your brain is wired for it absolutely wired for it and you are a diamond <laughs> literally everything that you do refines you and is a gift mm. and there is no right or wrong so you know the biggest thing i would say is go for it look to somebody who you relate to see i can't see in another woman what doesn't exist in me already mm. and and sometimes we're drawn to people and we go wow she's really successful or she's this or she's that what do you want more of whether it's you know i want to have more communication i want to have bigger business i want to you know be able to whatever it is have mm. more confidence yep Find another woman that you can relate to because you can learn and grow from her 
You cannot see in another something that is not in you. Now, you may not have brought it to the surface yet, but it's there. Yeah. And so that's what I would say. Thank you. Thank you, Shelly. And this is also the reason why I started this Mompreneur Space live show so that every mom can relate to one of the mompreneurs so that they can see success. They can use, um, follow them as, use them as role models. That is possible because, like you mentioned, maybe this mompreneur uh, has similar um, experience or similar upbringing, but she might be at, might be worse than you, but she's thrived and she's now success, successful. So that became that that good testimonial, that living testimonial for you to know that, hey, if she can do that in that kind of scenario, I can do that too. So this is also the reason why uh, I, I, I've been loving this podcast, um, Mompreneur Space Live Show. And I, I always love to learn from all the mompreneurs of uh, whatever their wins, whatever mistakes, because this will help a lot of moms, aspiring mompreneurs to have a good start, uh, a good head start into their entrepreneurship journey or anything that they want to do to change the world. So once again, uh, thank you, Shelly, for, for sharing so much golden nuggets, uh, so much gem, diamonds. Uh, would would love to do more of such episode with you. So thanks a lot, Shelly, and um, thanks for those who are listening and tuning in. Uh, thanks thanks for watching and listening to Mompreneur Space Live Show. I'm Kenneth here signing off with Shelly. Thank you guys, and I shall see you guys next week. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you, Shelly.